One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we get revenge in a sandwich bar. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, locked my ex out of his PlayStation account right after he renewed his subscription. When my ex and I broke up, he owed me about 1500 British pounds as I paid off his credit card debt. We had agreed it would be repaid no matter what, even if we broke up. Well, shocker, that went out the window after I left him as he claimed he couldn't afford to give me anything at all. Along with this, he kept almost all of our shared possessions and returned my TV to me broken and without any cables. The PlayStation was a gift for me when we first gotten together and he'd set up his new PlayStation account using my email address and I hadn't thought about it since. Yesterday, I received an email informing me of my purchase of a PlayStation Plus year subscription. I've logged into the account, set up two-factor authentication with my friend's number and remotely signed out all devices. He's got me blocked on most platforms and vice versa, so I probably won't get to hear about it, but I am still satisfied as heck. You would think this would be one of the first things that they would request and make sure that they have in their possession before going and paying money for it. I guess it slipped his mind. Maybe that highlights how everything ended up at this point to begin with. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... Boyfriend was wrongfully towed from our complex, I got revenge. About a year ago, my boyfriend was towed from our apartment complex lot. I guess they didn't look for his parking permit before deciding to tow him in the middle of the night. After he explained it to the leasing office, they called the company and told them to release his car at no charge. When he showed up to claim his car, the employee spit in his face, threatened to call the cops if he didn't pay up, and this whole ordeal ended up costing him $250 plus lost wages. He called me to tell me all this when he finally made it to work, and I flipped my crap. My mom always taught me that sometimes you have to be a real witch to get things done, and for the first time in my life, I decided to be a bit of a Karen. For context, the company that owns our apartment complex also owns hundreds in this area, and they have a contract with this towing company for most of their properties. After figuring this out, I called the main office for the company that owns our apartment and eventually got transferred to the owner. She was absolutely appalled at what happened and told me she would call them and give me updates. In the meantime, I called the tow company and chewed them out so bad, they initially hung up on me until I called a second time and asked to speak to whoever was in charge. The manager told me he would review security footage and get back to me. After I spoke to the tow company, the leasing company called me back and said that they're at the end of their rope with the sheer amount of mistakes this tow company has made and their contract was in jeopardy. They mentioned they're working on getting a refund and a document if there was any damage to the vehicle. The manager of the towing company called me back moments later, apologized and offered to hand deliver a check for the full refund amount. I haven't seen their tow trucks on our lot ever since. Honestly, one of those situations where you kind of like it, just for the sense that you know that in the future, you're probably not going to have to be too afraid of some big towing mishap happening again. This next story is small child reclined seat. I was on a bus from Madrid to Lisbon and seated in front of me and my wife were two children. Their mom spent the entire journey scrolling on her phone so the kids were left to their own devices. About 20 minutes in, the kid in front of me reclines her seat. 
I reckon she might have been four years old tops. I'm six foot two and cramped on transport at the best of times. The kids' feet weren't even touching the ground. I was so annoyed, but the mum didn't even notice, just kept scrolling. So to distract myself, I opened a bag of chips. The kid, hearing the sound, looked back at me immediately and held out her hand, clearly wanting a chip. I kept looking at her and ate the whole bag. One after the other, I never looked away. This was like six years ago, and the memory still brings me joy. This kind of just like takes me back to childhood with siblings where like you're able to get one treat for yourself, but the sibling either blew their chance at getting theirs or was spoiled or acted up so they didn't get their own treat for the day. So you get to just eat your candy bar or whatever and watch your sibling be furious because they missed out. This next story is, I threw my ex's words back in his face. Some background first, I was seeing this guy Ed. I asked him if we were exclusive and it led to an argument. He tried to gaslight me, saying he was only talking to other women in the same way because I was talking to other men. I wasn't. I ended things saying, You think I'm talking to other men? I think you're talking to other women. Either way, we don't trust each other. This isn't going to work out. He responded to that with, You shouldn't make assumptions, it's bad for your mental health. Well after that, I blocked him. Or at least I thought I had. He messaged me on Instagram on the 4th of July. The conversation went as follows. Ed said, WYD, what are you doing? I said, camping, what about you? He said, I did my cousin's pool party and fireworks. How long are you camping? I said, it was just yesterday and today. Why? He says, because if you're still out there, I would have come out. I'm free tomorrow, so it would have been easy. I said, why? We haven't talked in like two months. He said, previous reasons stated, I like camping. If you were mad, you wouldn't have responded. I figured you'd like company, but you're already done now. I reply, making assumptions isn't good for your mental health. They reply, lol, sure. That was the end. I blocked him before he could say anything else. I've been kind of laughing at it this whole time. It's been longer since we stopped talking than time I spent with him. Felt good to stick it to him using his own words. If somebody wants to gaslight you on talking to other people like that and when you bring the issue up, The main thing they say is, making assumptions isn't good for your mental health. I think that alone is enough of a sign to say, you know what, this is not going to work out with this person. Sometimes you need growing pains to figure that out for yourself, but at this point in my life it might suck, but I think it would be all I'd need to know. Our next story is, my company forced a cutoff for an extra week of PTO that I didn't get and I quit. I started my position January 18th, 2022. The cutoff for receiving an extra week of PTO was December 31st, 2021. I was told it was out of their hands because the cutoff is very strict. So I wouldn't earn that week until my fifth year working for the company. My company is incredibly short-staffed currently, and it takes six months to train people to do our job. Basically, the managers who denied my extra PTO will most likely be unable to use their extra week of PTO, until they train two to three people for nearly a year. I think I'm failing to understand exactly what the revenge is here, besides the fact that they're just probably not going to be able to take it for quite some time. Now, if OP was in any way in a position where they could train other people and they were just, oops, shuffling my feet, or oops, I must have somehow made a mistake in this training regimen, thereby pushing back the time when these people can take extra PTO, That would be a great revenge story. Our next story is, leave us to foot the bill. You're going to pay. Back in 1997-98 when beepers were the thing, 
My friends and I like to go hang out at the closest 24-7 diner to decompress and sober up after a night out. Nothing like some breakfast at 2am before you go home and pass out. We had one friend, we'll call him Mike. Whenever we went to a diner after hanging out, we would put in our order and then start with laughing and having fun. But at the end, when it was time to pay the bill, Mike would place his hands flat on the table, look around and say, So who's got me? then get up and leave his part of the bill for the rest of us to take care of. Usually everyone would put in a few bucks more and we'd cover his meal and tip, but after about the fourth time this happened, another friend we'll call Gabe and myself just had enough and planned our revenge. Gabe and I decided to invite Mike to a diner a few miles from where he lived one night and got a booth. Mike sat on the inside and Gabe sat aisle side and I sat solo across the table. Everything went just like any other time. We had our food, told stupid jokes, and made stupid comments. Till Gabe saw the bill coming. After the waiter walked off, Gabe gave me the signal. That's when I jumped up and in a very boisterous tone yelled, Freak you, Gabe. I haven't been pleasuring you for two years to hear crap about commitment. I then proceeded to storm out. Gabe right on my heels yelling, Baby, please wait. I'm sorry. Please, let's talk about this. Don't go. Now, once outside, Gabe and I jumped into his car and drove off, leaving Mike with the bill and the entire diner looking at him and a nice walk home for reflection. The aftermath, the diner called the cops and took down Mike's information and told him to come back and pay the bill or they would press charges. A few days later, Mike did go back and pay the bill. Gabe and I felt bad later. We went back to pay for our food as well as an extra tip to say sorry. Not sure why, but we started seeing Mike less and less after that. It was probably for the best. Yeah, I certainly can't figure out why Mike wouldn't want to hang out with the Gabe and OP duo. Now the real question is, does Mike want to hang out less and less because of having to pay for the bill and getting caught by the cops? Or because of what they witnessed go on between OP and Gabe and not wanting to experience more of that? Or both, maybe? This next story is, I have to pay to retrieve the child? No problem. My ex-husband is a narcissist and the rules always change, so whenever something's in text, I've learned to save receipts, i.e. screenshot everything. I should mention after our divorce, my ex moved out of state, and even though I'm not court-ordered to, I pay for my son's plane tickets one way, so he can't accuse me of keeping our son from him. A few years ago, he texted me that I am required to pay to retrieve the child when I tried getting him to commit to splitting the costs of round-trip tickets evenly. Sure, not a problem. He tends to wait until the last minute to book flights, and he usually pays a lot more because of it. I, on the other hand, book a ticket back home months in advance, saving me hundreds of dollars. I have to send him the itinerary of the return flight so he knows when to put the kiddo on the plane. The first time I booked the flight home and emailed my ex the itinerary, he lost his Wheaties. Why did you book the latter flight? This is way too much money. I can't afford this. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. I just sent him the screenshot and asked if he was changing his mind on the matter. Never had an issue after that. Definitely some very uncomfortable controlling behavior here. Although OP said it, they're narcissistic, so good luck trying to get him to abide by his own rules even if he created them. Don't the goalposts move constantly with narcissists like that? Especially denial and gaslighting? This next story is driving the big van. Drove tour vans for a number of years in Alaska and people were always hot-headed about getting around us. Wasn't usually a problem. 
I was mandated to drive in the left lane anyway, so it wouldn't be hard to get around me. The road does eventually change to a one-lane road and come to a roundabout. This particular day, I'm thinking of there was construction. So at the mouth of the roundabout, there's a man with a stop sign. I'm first in line and I stop to wait for it to change. Now, my van is a 20-passenger airporter, so it's pretty tall and hard to see around. There's a woman stopped behind me and I see in my rearview mirror, she is starting to get very upset. She starts honking and gesturing and getting very worked up. There isn't anything I can do, so I just sit there. She gets so mad, in fact, she gets out of her car, marches over to my passenger door, and starts screaming at me. I'm a small 27-year-old lady also, for context. She keeps waving her arms and then shouts, Are you blind? I very calmly point at the man with the stop sign who she still hasn't noticed. He waves at her and saw the whole thing. She drops her hands and, very defeated, walks back to her car to wait patiently. I'm not sure life has ever delivered me such swift revenge so seamlessly. It's probably not worth putting up with the yelling and bickering and arm wavering that this lady delivered to OP, but I gotta admit it sounds like it would be incredibly satisfying to watch this lady realize she's made a total fool of herself and actually show some form of guilt and embarrassment on their walk of shame back. This next story is cut down the trees. Let me move my bins so you can look at them. Hopefully this is a short tale. So we have a new neighbors and they seem to be awful. They moved in five days ago and for four days did nothing but chainsaw down all the trees and bushes on their land. All this greenery is about 40 years old. They also parked all over the place, blocking access for other neighbors. These aren't big houses, but it's a very leafy green place with trees everywhere. We live in a subsidence area and the trees drink a lot of water, prevent runoff, and help keep the water table down a bit. I know this because a few years ago, their house developed a large crack due to subsidence and I spent a lot of time talking to the previous owners about it. It turns out there are French drains under most of the houses here to manage the water. So I went and introduced myself, very politely, and explained the drainage and subsidence problem and asked them to leave up the trees at the front that divide our houses. Not only do they help with the drainage, but they give a nice privacy barrier. I can't see them, they can't see me. I come home later in the day and they've cut the lot down and there's just bare earth and a huge hole in the greenery. The petty revenge. Yesterday my wife comes in with a huge smile on her face and she's moved the bins up to where the hole is but still on our path. They could be looking at trees and bushes but now they get a glorious view of my recycling, waste and garden bins from their front door and living room window. Well, I'll tell you right now they're definitely not in an HOA with actions like that. To be honest, unless trees are unhealthy or they're definitely threatening your home in some way, whether it's like the roots growing close to the foundation or the serious branches are just being too close to the house, I never understand why people chop all these trees down when they move into these places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They prefer bare land and no trees with no shade more preferable? I just don't really understand the people who'd rather have flat land than have a few trees or some greenery. Our next story is toes between window seat? As an airline employee, we get assigned coach seats if there's no first or business available. I'm exhausted and jump on a Boston to Los Angeles flight on American. I always try to be respectful to everyone around me because I'm a bigger guy. So I get 24A, get to my seat, sit down, put my seatbelt on and be quiet. 20 minutes after takeoff, I am just waking up when I feel cold human skin under my left forearm. I look down and see disgusting dirty butt toes with a heel on my armrest. I nearly screamed, but I remembered I had a tube of mayonnaise from a sandwich I got in the terminal. I rubbed it on my fingers and grabbed her foot so hard I felt the knuckles crack. I heard screaming emitting from behind me. He just put hand lotion on my foot. Assuming it was her mother, stood up and barked at me. I told her to teach her daughter manners and to wash her feet. They went to complain to the flight attendant, who walked up and high-fived me. You know, it's really bad etiquette to call out the authenticity of a post, but I have a really hard time believing that this flight attendant was told the words that some random person put lotion on their daughter's foot and in return went and high-fived the said lotion-applying person. Our next story is, guy tries to claim the armrest, I let him have it his way. I'm a big lover of the theater and will usually go to whatever Broadway show manages to make it to my city. I also have the cutest nephew in existence. Sorry people, these are the facts. When Disney's The Lion King came around, I decided to treat my cute little nephew to his first live theater show. I wanted everything to be perfect for him and managed to snag a close orchestra seat right on the aisle because I knew that during The Circle of Life, there's a large elephant puppet that makes its way down the aisle and I wanted him to be surprised and blown away. The seats are very tight, and so it was my nephew on the aisle, me and then freaking rude old guy, Frog. We take our seats, curtains up, and then I spend the entire first act getting elbowed in the side by Frog's bony elbows. He had to know what he was doing, but it happened over and over again. I wanted to turn streets so bad, but I reminded myself that I have my cute little nephew with me, and I don't want him to see Auntie's street side, and so I stewed the first half and focused on my nephew's pure joy at the show. During intermission, the frog gets up, and I decided that the best way to handle things would be discreetly, and that I should claim the armrest for myself, so that my arm would protect me. Mine made up, I casually placed my arm down and focus on my nephew. Frog gets back, sits down, and proceeds to jam his bony elbow under my arm and physically throw it off the rest. He looks at me and says it's his because he was using it before. I went zero to oh heck no in 0.2 seconds and was about to lay into him when I remember cute little nephew is with me. Breathe girl, breathe. Suddenly the devil on my shoulder whispers the best idea into my head and I evil grin. 
He wants the armrest? Fine, he can have it. I proceed to lay my arm perfectly on top of his, as if his arm is the armrest, complete with hand over his. He looks over at me in shock, and I stare straight at him, silently daring him to say anything. He pulls his arm back and spends the rest of the second act with his arms crossed, and I sit comfortably, enjoying a wonderful show with my darling nephew. But did the nephew enjoy the elephants? I need to know. But yeah, this guy had to know what he was doing, right? Like, I know some people lack a little bit of their physical awareness, but this guy had to know that he was constantly poking into this person, judging by the fact that they went and scooped their arm under OPs to claim the armrest back. I think they're very aware that they were making plenty of contact with OP. This next story is Sandwich Theft Karen. On a day I was off work, I was craving a sandwich at lunchtime on a hot day. I traveled to the nearest subway and got in line. As it was noontime, there were quite a few people in line, and as many places, they seemed understaffed. I get this everyone is nothing, the store can do but what they can. The young teenage girl was the only one to make sandwiches, while the manager was ringing up the orders when not helping with condiments. So while waiting in line at Subway with like six others, I was behind a group of three old ladies, the Karens of this story. While not the spitting image of most Karens, you could tell from how they talked with each other. They were the kind of women with resting witch faces. So it came time to have their sandwiches made, and of course, every one of them wanted a very custom sandwich. This meat, that cheese is a little too much, I want to toast it off, that is too much, I want to switch the bread, on and on. It was annoying as the one girl tried to keep up, but was getting frustrated and stressed. Then the manager stepped over trying to help, but with these women, they weren't happy with anything. After 15 minutes of making each of these ladies' sandwiches, it finally came time to pay. Down to the register they went as my meatball sub was quickly made and passed down. I'm plain bread, meat and sauce, a little ranch. So I waited behind them. The manager rang up the old bats, and when the total came out to around 30-ish dollars, they went off again. I'm not saying that they started to squeal. We waited forever to be served, and then you two couldn't even make a sandwich. We wanted free, they whined. I was fed up with it, and after it continued for a few minutes, I stepped up and said I'd take the sandwiches and add them to mine. The old crows grinned and thought they had one. I paid for the four sandwiches now and added my drink and chips. After my card was approved and I was handed my receipt, I picked up my newly four-bought sandwiches and got my drink. As I started paying, the old ladies went to sit at a table. After getting my drink, I headed to the door to leave with my food in hand. Um, excuse me, you have our food still, are you not going to bring it to us? Receipt in hand, holding it up, I said, Nope. I paid my money for my food and will take them back to work. As I headed to the door, this got the old benches to get up and chase me out the door, which I didn't mind. The staff had enough of them, and I can take some abuse from crazies. You need to give us our food or we'll call the cops and have you arrested. I knew this was dumb, but as I said, nothing better on a day off. Please be my guest. I assure you they won't be doing anything about this. One of them started to pull out a phone and call, while the others began telling me how I must love stealing from old ladies and how they knew this person or that person, and I would be in jail for a long time. Well, they called. I stood there, not saying a word, which is hard to do being belittled, but I had the store crowd watching by this point. Soon enough, a few units pulled in, and as they got out, a look of confusion crossed their face. 
The officer said, um, are you the guy they called about because you match the description? I say, yeah, I am. What did they call in on me? They said, um, you stole their sandwiches and demanded money from them? I said, well, look into it. Ask the clerk and manager who paid for the sandwiches and look at this receipt. One officer walked in, spoke with the store and watched the video while the other listened to these women insinuate that I took the food from them. The shock was priceless once the others came out and confirmed I paid for them. And the store also wanted the three trespassed for a disturbance. I was released to leave, but decided to go back in and eat. The three were banned and left with an even more sour look, and the manager brought over a cookie, telling me it was on her. Usually when you deal with a Karen in this situation, they're going to be angry and upset and yell and storm out of there saying, I'm never coming back here again. This definitely escalated to a very satisfying level that most Karens dare not Karen out to. Our next story is, I played fart noises to my downstairs neighbor. So my downstairs neighbor always complains about our walking and whenever we move our kitchen chairs. We try to be quiet, but living in an old apartment just comes with bad noise insulation. So since she's always complaining about the noise, I got the idea to make her complaints sound ridiculous. I took one of my speakers and faced it towards the ground at full volume. The song I played? It wasn't a song. It was fart noises on full blast. It would play every 30 minutes and shake the ground. I would put on noise-canceling headphones and all my problems would fade away. Once the email came in about our excessive farting, I couldn't help but grin. Now, what I need to know is was this the classic sound effect, fart with a reverb? I can only imagine you turn that up to like max volume and it literally shakes and rumbles the ground as this fart just reverberates endlessly. Our next story is, try to scam me? I hope you like fake numbers. Today I got a voicemail from Santander Bank informing me that there was a suspicious charge on my debit card, that they'd temporarily frozen the card, and could I please give them a call? It sounded pretty concerning. The only problem? I've never had a Santander card. Obviously an attempt at a scam. Normally I'd ignore and delete such messages, but today I happen to have a lot of time on my hands and not much to do, so I decided to have a little fun. The obvious scam was that I would call them and they, pretending to be my bank, would ask me for my card number, social security number, etc., which they would use to rob me, so why not give it to them? I got out a piece of paper and made up all the personal information for one Emily Johnson, date of birth, social security number, bank account number, you name it. Then Emily called her bank, very concerned about the voicemail she had received. The man on the other end of the phone wanted to know everything, information which I happily gave. Fake number after fake number after fake number. He even wanted to know how much money was in the account. It turns out Emily's job pays pretty well. He asked me to repeat a few numbers, and I graciously complied. Finally, I was told that he cannot help me over the phone, and I need to go to the bank in person. He was about to say goodbye when I interjected. I said, oh, one more thing. He said, yes. I said, I know this is a scam. He immediately put me on hold. I wanted to tell him explicitly that all the information I'd given him was fake, and to hear his response. But alas, the call ended shortly thereafter. The end result? Him, time wasted, hopefully ticked off. That's what you get for trying to rob me. Me, entertained, will try this again. I will say there's a slight caution, a slight warning to doing this, because if you end up calling the right scammer back, 
Some of them will get pissed off and put you on some like revenge blast cell phone list. Like I've heard of some where like it'll just like blow you up and spam you constantly with calls and whatnot. Most people who do this kind of pranking usually use like a fake Skype number or something like that, some kind of disposable number. But these kinds of scams can be very scary, especially for like elderly people who just don't know better. I still get calls from my parents asking me, hey, is this email I just got that says I had a $500 charge at Home Depot correct? Like literally about to call the very fake, very scammy phone number attached to it. This next story is The Sandwich Bar Vendetta, A Taste of Revenge. A few months ago, after finishing an exhausting 24-hour shift, I decided to stop by a sandwich bar near my workplace. It was a spot where my colleagues placed big orders for lunch every day since we didn't have a restaurant on location. Little did I know that this ordinary visit would ignite a desire for payback. As I entered the sandwich bar, I encountered two women who immediately treated me with disdain. It felt like they didn't want to serve me, possibly because I appeared to be a foreigner, something common in my country, especially in smaller villages where the story takes place. Ignoring their unfriendly glances, I headed to the sandwich counter, but they abruptly told me to wait behind three other customers who were queuing at the deli counter. I tried to explain that I wanted a sandwich, not deli products, but they insisted I follow their instructions. Growing frustrated with the slow service and sensing their animosity, I made the decision to find another place to get my sandwich. It seemed they didn't appreciate my patronage, and I was determined to make them regret it. During my next shift, a cunning plan started to form in my mind. I discovered that my colleagues kept a price list of the sandwiches available at that bar in the cafeteria. This information became the key to my revenge scheme. I wanted to provide my colleagues with a better and cheaper sandwich option, hitting the original sandwich bar where it hurt, their profits. After some online research, I found a sandwich bar nearby that offered larger sandwiches at more affordable prices. They even provided delivery, something the original bar lacked. To confirm the prices, I called the rival sandwich bar, ensuring that their menu was up to date and accurate. Armed with this knowledge, I took a menu from the rival bar and placed it discreetly in the cafeteria at my workplace, on top of the price list of the original bar. I wanted to tempt my colleagues with the promise of tastier and cheaper sandwiches. The trap was set. All I had to do was wait for them to fall into it. They took the bait. My colleagues couldn't resist the allure of better quality sandwiches at lower prices and abandoned the original bar and flocked to the new establishment. The financial blow to the original bar was significant, with my colleagues collectively spending about 50 euros less per workday, amounting to a loss of 11,000 euros per year. I straight up respect the level of pettiness that went into this kind of revenge. It definitely wouldn't be something that I would aspire to do. I would just probably never go back to that place. Shoot, if there's any kind of review thing for that place, maybe leave a bad review. I mean, considering this happened in a small village, maybe there isn't that kind of thing there. But OP took this straight to 11. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.